Good morning. My voice isn't quite what it used, is, used to be. I had some allergies and I took some stuff to dry it out and it dried out my throat too. It doesn't, it's not as painful as it sounds, so I'll try to speak up more than I normally have to. If you'll just bear with me on that, I'll appreciate it. We've been studying the book of Proverbs. And basically what it all comes down to is being foolish or wise, as Mike pointed out in his first lesson. Last Sunday, Dusty talked to us about anger. And today, Lord willing, I'm going to talk about two conditions of the heart, one this morning and one this afternoon, that the elders have asked me to talk on, that we need to be wise in how we handle them. Or we can be foolish and be punished. Because we all want to be wise, as Mike said. This morning, I want to ask you a question. Are you proud or are you humble? When you consider yourself, are you proud or are you humble? How do you look at yourself in that way? <clears throat> you know, C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity put it this way. There is one vice of which man in the world is free, which everyone in the world loathes when he, he, he sees in someone else, and of which hardly any people except Christians ever imagine that they are guilty of themselves. I have heard people admit that they are bad-tempered or that they cannot keep their head about girls or drink. Or even that they are cowards. I do not think I've ever heard anyone who is not a Christian accuse himself of this vice. And at the same time, I have very seldom met anyone who was not a Christian who showed them unconscious, who showed the slightest mercy to it in others. There is no fault in which makes a man more unpopular and no fault which we are more unconscious of in ourselves. And the more we have it in ourselves, the more we dislike it in others. This vice I am talking about is pride or self-conceit. The virtue opposite to it is the Christian morals is called humility. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. C.S. Lewis wrote that. You know what? I've heard that taught from pulpits basically word for word before. That pride leads to every other vice. Pride is not good. We should be humble. And I believe that's true. But as Mike brought up, and I thank him for doing this, because I wasn't even planning on covering this until he brought it up in his sermon. Do we consider all pride sinful? You know, just this week, Carrie posted something about Jesse, about making good grades and getting her an award, and said she was proud of her for that. Is that wrong? Well, when Mike first said this, it's all kinds of pride sinful. You know what I had to do? I had to run, get on the computer, get on a dictionary, and get a definition of proud. <laughs> Because the only definition of pride I know is bad. And for you kids, we used to have to get a big book out and then look it up. And that was real fun. Now you can just type it in a computer and it'll bring up all the definitions. Isn't that great? But there were two definitions in the American Dictionary that I looked up for, for proud. The first one is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction as a result of your own achievements, qualities, or possessions. Or those of someone with whom one is closely associated. Now, I believe this type of pride is not sinful. I believe you have to add one more thing to it to make it not sinful. You have to realize all these gifts come from God. But you can take pleasure in the things that God has given you. I believe that. But today I could probably ask for, there's probably a division in the church saying, well, that's always wrong to be proud. I'll show you why here in a second I believe this type of proudness is not sinful. As long as you realize all these gifts came from God. All the things that you have are blessings from God. And I'll show you that in Scripture, I believe. 
I believe God wants us to take pleasure in the things he gives us. And I believe this Bible points that out very clearly. And we'll take a look at that here in a second. The definition of proud that I believe is very sinful and is always sinful is the next definition. Having or showing a high or excessively high opinion of oneself or one's importance. See, those are very different definitions. I take pleasure in one thing, but on the other side of that definition is, I think I'm the best there ever was and there ain't nobody can tell me any different. Those are two totally opposite things. So do I believe it was wrong when Carrie said she was proud of Jesse? No, I don't believe that. Because you hear us talking about pride in all kinds of things. Pride in our job. Pride in our kids. Is that wrong? Well, first let's look at the fruit, fruit of your labor. Let's talk about how you, what you get from your job. Are you supposed to enjoy those things? If you look over in Deuteronomy, I mean Ecclesiastes, excuse me, there's another verse in Deuteronomy I didn't choose to include here. But in Ecclesiastes 3 and 13, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy all the goods of Enjoy the goods of all his labor. It is the gift of God. You're supposed to enjoy those things, yes, but you've got to realize it's the gift of God. It's not how great you were that you got them. God wants you to enjoy those things, but you've got to realize it's the gift of God. What about our children like Carrie posted on Facebook? I mean, we all post things. I told Braxton just this Friday. He made 101 on a test. He made a, got a bonus word spelling right. I told him, I'm proud of you. Was that wrong? In Psalms 127 and 3, Behold, the children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. That's a reward. We're supposed to take pleasure in our children. As long as we realize it's a gift from God. I didn't make this kid so great. It was a blessing from God. Now, I believe the next one, if it was a sinful, we'd have a lot of people that struggling with this one. Grandparents, how about your grandkids? You proud of them? I mean, it's almost impossible for a grandparent when they see their grandkids. I mean, it just, you can just see it on their face. I'm not a grandparent, but I can see when grandparents see their grandkids. I mean, you can just see it on their face. They can't hide it. It's just impossible to hide. Is it wrong to be proud of your grandkids? Proverbs 17 and 6. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. The crown of old men. You know what a crown was? It was to be displayed. They wore it on their heads so you could identify them. It's not wrong to take pleasure in your grandkids. As long as you realize it's a gift from God. There's a verse in the New Testament talking about bearing our own load. If you look in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, ye who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if everyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, For each one shall bear his own load. You'll have rejoicing when that happens. You'll have to take pleasure in that. Form of pride is not wrong. In my opinion. I believe the scriptures teach that very clearly. 
I believe you can be proud of your kids, your grandkids, the job you do. As long as you realize it's all gifts from God. Take pleasure in those things. He wants you to. Now we have that other definition. Self-importance. What does the Bible have to say about that kind of pride? It's not nearly as fun to go over, I'll tell you. You know, all that stuff we're taking pleasure in right now? That's, that's good stuff. That's what we like to do. This is the kind of pride we don't like to see in ourselves, but we can see in everybody else. Well, what does Proverbs say about it? Proverbs 18 and 12. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility. A haughty look and a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. But what does haughty mean? It's having excessive, excessive pride is what the dictionary describes as excessive. I mean, you're just excessively prideful. There's nothing that can bring you down. It's an excess. It's overflowing out of you. Everybody knows it. That's what haughty is. And that's one of the side effects of pride. You can eventually get so full of yourself that's just overflowing and you can't control it anymore. That's what haughty is. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We see this lived out daily. You know, there's been times whenever I was playing football, I had the right kind of pride. I did a good job. I was pleased with myself. But I wasn't overly full of myself. But there was one time where I thought I was just a man. This guy couldn't do anything to me. And let me tell you, I fell and I fell hard. They had to bring a stretcher out. We see examples of this every day. Whether it's at work, at school. We see examples of people having themselves brought down because of their pride. That's the consequence of pride. You will be brought down by it. It may not happen immediately, but eventually you will be humbled in some way. Proverbs 21 and 24. A proud and haughty man, scoffer is his name. He acts with arrogant pride. Scoffer is his name. You know what a scoffer is when it comes to pride? It's somebody that tells you how, how much better he is than you, and he tells you why. This is why I'm better than you. You ever had that happen before? I had a guy come into my office the other day. He'd been driving a bus for about two weeks. And he came in, and I told him how I handled a certain situation. He goes, well, I'm just better than you at that. I'm like, well, okay, that's fine. You can go ahead and go about your business, and then whenever you mess up, we'll deal with the consequences then. That's fine. If you're that much better than me and you think you can do it that way, go ahead. It really made me mad, to be honest with you. But I'm trying to learn to control my temper with those kind of things, so I kind of let it roll off my back a little bit. But it really it really stuck to me. I'm like, why would he say, what? what makes him so much better than me that he thinks he can do it that way? That's what a scoffer does. I am so much better than you, and here's why. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. You know what another thing pride has a lot to do with is boasting. I'm afraid you're not going to notice how great I am, so I'm just going to tell you. You may not notice my greatness, but I'm going to let you know about it. This is how great I am. You know, there's even a term for it now called a humble brag. Well, you know, if I didn't want to brag on myself, but just so you know, I did do this. I don't want everybody to know, but you know, I did do this. 
Pride is so afraid that nobody's going to notice it. It comes out in boasting. Look at how great I did. Proverbs 20 and 6. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? Talking about boasting, I'm going to proclaim how good I am, but who can find the faithful man? I'm great, but where's the faithful man at in that? Pride is a sin against God. Have you ever thought about it that way? It's not a sin you commit against your own flesh. It's a sin you commit against God. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. He's saying, don't trust in yourself. Trust in God. If you trust in yourself too much, that's against everything God's taught us. Don't walk in your own ways. Every man's right in his own eyes. Just ask me. I'm right. I'll tell you I'm right. Amber will tell you, no, he's not. We need to be sure we follow what God wants us to do and not what our own pride tells us we should do. In Acts 12, verses 21 through 23. So on a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne, and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. That's what God thinks of man's pride. You're going to take my glory, I'll knock you down dead and make you get eaten by worms. That's just... How are we going to go against that? How are we going to go against the being that created us? Saying, I'm so great. Look at me. Look at me, God. Look how great I am. And we give not God the glory. And we will be punished. Pride will be punished. Pride is an abomination. Well, that's a big word. That's a scary word. Abomination is bad. Abomination is not a good thing. We don't even want to think about abomination. Oh, no, no, we don't even want to talk about that. In Proverbs 16 and 5, everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Pride is an abomination before the Lord and none will go unpunished. You may not be punished for it in this life, but punishment will be coming. It will not go unpunished. If you have the kind of pride that is sinful... It will not go unpunished. You know, we may think of all the proud people we see today and how they have everything they want. But there's going to come a day for them, just like me, where I'm going to have to stand before God and I'm going to have to give account of what I did. And pride will not go unpunished. In Proverbs 16 verses... I mean, Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. These are the things that the Lord hates. Yes, even seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift running to evil, false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Pride's in there with some pretty bad things. You know, we talked about this list. We went over these things in a series. We learned how bad these things are. We learned that we don't want to be a part of these things. 
Well, proud look is in there. We don't want to be prideful before God. That's an abomination. What we also need to realize is that God will reward the humble. You ever thought of that? You know, most of the time we see the prideful people getting the rewards today in the world. Look how great I am. Okay, well, we'll give you this reward. Here you go. You're that great. But God's going to reward the humble. In Proverbs 29 and 23, a man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. A man, if you're prideful, it's going to bring you low at some point. But the humble spirit will retain honor. You will be honored if you're humble in spirit. God will reward that. Just as He will punish everyone that has been prideful, none will go unpunished. Every humble person will be, retain honor. In Proverbs 15 and 33, the fear of the Lord is instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. So if you want honor, you need to be humble. If you want to be honored, you need to be humble before the sight of God. Okay, now we've looked at pride and humility. Where do you fall? Are you pride or are you humble? You know, the proud think that they are so great. See, there's a guy. He thinks he's great. He thinks he's, he's all that. That they are better than others and should be served. You know, I'm better than you. You need to serve me. You know how great I am? I deserve to be served because I'm so great. That's what the proud think. You know, how great am I? I'm so much better than you. I don't need to get down there on your level. You need to come up here and serve me. They also point out the things that they have earned on their own. Have you ever heard that? Man, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I earned all this on my own. Nobody gave me anything. I earned it all. That's sinful pride talking. Because you didn't earn the gifts of God. You weren't good enough to receive the gifts of God. How arrogant. That's haughty. (laughs) That's excessive arrogance. The proud eventually become to believe that they are self-reliant and have no need of God. You know what, when we did the study of James, I did James chapter 4. And it talks there about the man that's saying, we're going to go into this city, we're going to buy, sell, and get gain. And we're going to do all these things. But how do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? Your life's like a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it's gone away. We're not self-reliant. We need everything from God. Or are we more like the humble man? The humble know they are imperfect and know better than anyone else and are servants. They know that all the sin and come short of the glory of God. We're all in that same predicament. I'm not any better than you. You're not any better than me. God tells us we need to be servants, so we need to be servants. There isn't no need anybody to be serving me. I'm not any better than anybody else. They know everything they have is a gift from God. And it's a blessing from God. And they thank Him for it on a daily basis. They know they didn't deserve all these things that they have. This job, 
the house they have. They know they didn't deserve all of that. They know they didn't earn it all on their own, but God gave them the ability to earn that thing. And it's all a gift from God. That's what the humble man knows. The humble know they cannot get through life on their own and need God. I can't make it in this world alone. I need somebody's help. I can't make it through all these tribulations and trials on my own. I need help. The humble man knows that. You know what it reminds me of? The things I just talked about, the characteristics of the proud and the humble. There's a scripture that teaches this perfectly. A Pharisee and a tax collector went to pray. pray. And the tax collector got all haughty and proud saying, Thank you God that I'm not like everybody else. I do all these great things. I'm not even like this lowly tax collector, but I am so great and I thank you for my greatness. The tax collector fell down, hit his chest, wouldn't even raise his eyes to heaven and said, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. And you know what the Bible says about that story? The humble went down blessed. Not the one that said, how great I am, and I thank you for my greatness. But the man that was humble. There's another scripture it reminds me of as well. Talking about the wise and the foolish builder. You know, the foolish builder house upon the sand... And when the storms of life come, it falls and great is the fall of it. But wise is the man that builds his house upon the rock. And all the storm, there might be a little dents and dings, but the house stands. Because it's built on God. You know what? I, I can equate me building up my pride as me building on the sand. Because I won't be able to stand the storms of life on my own. I've been in some situations where I knew I couldn't do it on my own. We need a rock. Don't let your pride get so much that you turn your back on your God. That's the danger of pride. I'm so great, I don't need God. Look at all these things I've done. Look at all these things I've accomplished. You know, we talk about the farmer who had so much fruit that he had to... You know what he said to himself? I'm going to build a greater barn and I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. You know what? That's not wrong in itself. Enjoy the things God gave you. But understand they are a blessing from God. It is not wrong in himself to want to enjoy the things that he had earned. The things that God had allowed him to earn. But understand they're a gift from God. But he didn't understand that. He goes, look. Uh, somebody did a study on it. I can't remember. But I think it's like 24 times the word I appears in that passage. I, 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 I. Where's God at? Where did God do that from? Where is God at at all in that passage? You hear I, I, I. Look at what I did. Do you know how God responded? Thou fool, this night thy soul will be required of thee. Then whose things that you have built up, who will they go to? See, he didn't get the big picture. 
He got that little small picture of what we're living here and how great He had done here. Build up for yourself treasure in heaven where moth does not corrupt, where thieves do not break through and steal. You know, the problem is everything that you've got in this life, it can be gone like that. We had a fire in my house whenever I was about seven or eight. It took 12 minutes for everything my parents had worked for to go up like that. 12 minutes. From the time the fire started to the time it ended. And it was gone like that. Everything they had worked hard for, everything they had saved up was gone like that. Then what do you have left to fall back on? If you had put all your trust in your own abilities and it's all gone like that, where do you have to go? There's no guarantee the riches God bless you with will be there tomorrow. The stock market could tank. The job economy could go through the floor. We could lose everything we have. What do we have if we relied on ourselves at that point? What do we have? What we have at that point is something I'm going to talk about this afternoon. <laughs> and I'll get into that a little bit more this afternoon. But what do you have? If you have built up for yourself treasure on this earth and you are so proud of yourself for what you've done, when you stand before your God, what are you going to have to show? Look how great I was until it all went away. Boy, God, you remember how great I was? Remember all the things I earned? Because there's coming a day where everything's going to burn up and it's all going to be gone anyway. And then you're going to be standing before God and you're not going to have any of your possessions. All you're going to want is mercy. And if you are prideful, it will not go unpunished. But if you are humble, you will be exalted. So, as we close this morning, are you proud or are you humble? Do you show the right kind of pride in your life? Do you thank God for every blessing He's given you? And do you enjoy those blessings? That's a, that's a good thing. I believe God wants you to enjoy the blessings. But don't think you're any great person because you got them. It's a fine line there. Don't cross the line. It's a very fine line. You know it's dangerous because you pride, you have pleasure in all these things. And then you start thinking, you know what? I did this. I got all this stuff. It's really easy to cross that line. We don't need to cross the line. We don't need to cross the line into sinful pride. Because it will not go unpunished. If we can help you, won't you come as we stand and sing?